Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And yes, I know I haven't been around a lot this week. Been trying to catch up and really get back in the swing of things. Meant to get you guys a predictions podcast on Impact Wrestling's Turning Point last night. Really kind of enjoyed it. I I know a lot of people seemed like they were a little bit disappointed. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Not in this episode, in an episode or two later. Because I really think that it is important to talk about. I haven't talked about Impact Wrestling in a while. Seems like I've been stuck on WWE. Hopefully, after today, I will get more back into AEW, GCW. Uh, really want to get back into New Japan Strong, NWA, and MLW, uh, War Chamber. We've got to talk about that. But let's get on the topic at hand. Today is Survivor Series. And I do mean today is Survivor Series. Uh, You're going to be seeing a lot of podcasts from me. Not only from me, but others. um, Concerning the build for Survivor Series. What that has looked like. What it hasn't looked like. Um, I have been telling you guys for about three weeks that I'm going to be doing a Charlotte Flair episode. Hopefully I'm going to be getting that done today. Um, it just seems like every time I sit down to do it, there's new information. And so I feel like that's the only build that's truly been done as a big build to a big four event. Survivor Series has always been one that people have looked forward to. I'm not 100% sure why. I like the old Survivor Series way of doing things, which we're going to talk more about. But it always seemed like this had a, I don't know, a bigger significance to me. And when you think about it, a lot of the matches that are going to be happening tonight are non-title matches, but they still should feel like big matches or 
accumulations of stories or just dream matches that you've wanted or or something and so many of them aren't and I feel like WWE felt like some of them were so insignificant that they didn't even bother to try to build them and if they did it's been in the last week and a half and that has been kind of sad to me Charlotte and Becky I think have the big build feel because of what they have accomplished on social media however if you're not into social media or you're not into reading different websites or talking on reddit or twitter then you may not even think it's a big build and i think that's sad for this particular show and i think we need to talk maybe later on in the week is the pay-per-view concept dead um and i'm not talking like gcw pay-per-views that's how they tell their stories uh i'm not talking about aew pay-per-views there's only four of them and they do build i guess i'm kind of talking wwe pay-per-views are they truly big anymore are they truly worth your time do they even matter Especially when you think about it, tomorrow night on Raw, they're going to tell you exactly what happened tonight. And I do mean exactly. Now, they may not show us video. We may have to wait until next week to see the video of tonight. But when you think about it, you're going to see their little snapshots that they show one after another after another, which might as well be video. They're going to tell you who won. There's going to be somebody bragging or somebody whining. And tomorrow night, even if you don't watch tonight, even if you don't listen to a podcast, you don't read Reddit or Twitter, you don't read any website concerning wrestling tonight, or tomorrow, and you just remember, oh, it's for all night, and you turn it on, you will find out everything you need to know. Is that good or is that bad? I don't know. And I think I need to maybe talk about that a little bit on a future episode. However, today's Survivor Series Day. So let's talk just Survivor Series, and what we think of the card, each match, I'm going to give some predictions, I want you guys to feel free to write me with your predictions, Um, you guys can catch me on Pro Overtime, that's two O's, Pro Overtime, on Twitter, I will be putting this podcast um, up there, And comment right under it. Let me know what your predictions are for each match. And why? If you guys want to write me an email. So that it can be longer. Twitter limits you. 
I am at pro wrestling ot at gmail.com. I will be more than happy to read your emails and to talk about them in a future episode if you give me permission to. Because I I would like to to see where you stand on some of these matches. I'd like to hear what you want, uh, where you were disappointed, what you would do differently, or what you absolutely loved. There's always one match in a pay-per-view that I think is awful or something like that that I'm like, ooh, that's a good match. And it's usually that match I always recommend when somebody will say, well, I'm going to watch such and such pay-per-view. What what do you remember about it? There's usually one pretty excellent match that I'm like, oh, you've got to watch this match. There's even matches I've said, oh, you need to go back and watch the previous two or three episodes to get ready for this pay-per-view. So you know the story. So let's start off with, it has been rumored that it is going to be on the kickoff show. Now, starting today, today is Sunday, November 21st, 7 o'clock on Peacock starts the kickoff show. That's Eastern Time. It is in the Barclays Center in New York City. The actual show is not starting till 8 p.m. Now, if you're like me, I hate those kickoff shows. I try to start them, I don't know, about 15 minutes behind so that I can somewhat fast forward through them um, to watch the matches or watch when they're talking about certain things. I can fast forward through some of those videos. However, since switching to Peacock, you can't do that. Um, it just, that drives me insane. So, I have to tune in right at 7 in order to, to watch all of it. And so, a lot of times you see me tweeting or posting on Reddit or something like that because I'm bored. I don't want to hear what Booker T thinks. I could not care less. Um, so I am interested in the videos tonight, building some of these matches, because they haven't built them at all on the show. But I'm kind of hoping the rumor is true. There is a rumor going around that the 25-man battle royal that was recently added will be during the kickoff show and possibly um, be towards the end and also kind of open the show. As of this morning at 7 a.m., it is my understanding there is no word in what will be the last match which most people say is the main event. Uh, it is my understanding last night that it was to be the championships that possibly could be the last match. It is between Roman Reigns Big E 
and Becky and Charlotte. Me personally, just because they built it better, I would go for Becky and Charlotte. And I would put Roman and Big E on either first or in the middle of the pay-per-view. Whether they choose to do that or not, I really don't know. It's going to depend on how they have them ending. And what I mean by that is if someone is going to either have a fluky finish or a surprise leading to a disqualification, a double countout, leading to anything like that where there are going to be shenanigans going on in the match, then they need to put that on last. I have a real good feeling that if they do wild outlandish shenanigans in either one of those matches and it is at the beginning or the middle of the show they are going to get people to turn off because two of those matches are the two that most people are going to be tuning in for unless they're tuning in for just a certain wrestler or um, because they think something's going to be a good match I think there is going to be shenanigans in both matches. I think there's real possibility we don't get winners in either match. And it's just, they need to sit down and decide which one they're going to screw up more. I have a funny feeling it's going to be Becky Charlotte, which if that's what they're going to do, it needs to go on last. Back to the 25-man Battle Royal. Um, I'm going to run through the names real quick since they just kind of threw this at us. Uh, and then kind of talk about the Battle Royal. You've got AJ Styles, Apollo Crews, Cedric Alexander, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Commander Z, Dolph Ziggler, Drew Gulak, Jinder Mahal, the Los Lotharios, which I'm probably not going to call them that based on Lothario and what that actually means, but it's Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, uh, Mansur, Almos, Otis, R-Truth, Ricochet, Bobby Roode, Sami Zayn, Shanky, uh, Shelton Benjamin, the Street Profits, which is Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, uh, T-Bar, and the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. I find it very interesting, the tag teams that they named together, and the tag teams they didn't. Now, what do I mean by that? That was the very first thing when I saw this list, jumped out at me. Um... They do have, actually, the Los Lotharios together. They have the Street Profits together. They have the Viking Raiders together. They called them by their tag team names. However, you also have Chad Gable, 
and Otis, who are the Alpha Academy. They are not listed under the Alpha Academy. They are listed as two separate wrestlers. As are Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. They are not listed under the Dirty Dogs. They are listed under their separate names. Two others that are always together is Apollo Crews with Commander Z. That is almost always how they are announced and how they come out. However, they are listed as two separate names. Same thing with AJ Styles with Almost. Now, they have since became a tag team, had the belts, all of that, but that's usually, you know, how they are announced. AJ Styles with his Colossus, Almost. Almost does not have Colossus anywhere near his name, and they are not listed together. Another thing that stands out to me is Veer. Veer, who got his own promo on was it Friday, I think. I know it was on Friday. It may have even been on Raw. Anyway, uh, Veer got a last name. Veer got a promo. And Veer, Mo- Veer got a I am coming type uh, picture yet is not listed in the 25 battle man battle royal. Does that mean he will be a surprise? I don't know. I am throwing it out there, though. Now, who should win this battle royal? Who should win it, based on being the best, is either Cesaro or AJ Styles. Um, That's a no-brainer when you look at this. Which means they're not. Because WWE doesn't usually allow um, people who are the best in these kinds of situations to win. Who should win it? Who deserves this bragging right, this title, this whatever you want to call it, this push is what I want to call it. Number one should be almost. Number two may surprise you. I think it should be Montez Ford. I Even though he is not listed separately, he is listed as a member of the Street Profits. I think he has what it takes with Angelo Dawkins' help of eliminating some people today. I think he could get a strong push out of this. However, the Street Profits are not wanting to be broken up. And I don't know that they get overruled yet. I do see after WrestleMania, that boring time between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, that we will, mark my words, see... Montez Ford get pushed as a singles wrestler, and they see how it goes. Um, right now, they really do not need to be doing a storyline where there's jealousy or infighting between them. Also, they need to heal up. 
Let's let them keep being a tag team and not go there. Um, so I think we need to see almost Apollo Crews, AJ Styles, or I could see Chad Gable or Cesaro winning this. Yes, that's five out of the 25. Personally, I think AJ Styles needs to win it. They're not going to give it to him. Um, They're just not. I think it's going to be almost. That's where they should go. Who can I see them allowing to win? I can see them either doing um, Ricochet or Jinder Mahal to get us to think they're going to push them, to think that they're going to be a big deal to jerk that rug out from underneath us again. So I am a little interested in it, even though I don't really like most of the competitors in that. Um, I like how people came out yesterday and said, hey, um, I don't think that you should be calling out people who may lose their jobs in the future. Well, I think you should. And people are like, you're against people, certain people, and you want them to lose their jobs. It's the holidays. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. But if any of you follow my writing, or follow me on National Sports Overtime, you know how I felt about Cam Newton going into this season as a New England Patriot. I thought he was going to get cut. I thought he needed to get cut. Did I want him to lose the opportunity to provide for his family? Which is how people always want to put it. No. But in sports... Someone is better than you. And if you are not doing the job that that particular team wants you to do, then they need to cut you. So using Cam Newton as an example, he was great in Carolina. Great. I'll be the first one to admit that. He did a lot of things that I didn't like off the field or after he scored. But he was great in Carolina and in their style of system and how they let him conduct himself, behave, and run the team. He was not going to be able to do that in New England. I think everybody said that. I think everybody knew that. And so, last year, he was a disaster as far as I'm concerned. He did not fit the New England Patriots team system, team values. Um, Yes, he conducted himself fairly well from what I understand. But here's the thing. He was a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. And it wasn't going to work. So, they cut him. 
So when I say, hey, this person needs to be cut, it isn't because I think they suck. It isn't because I'm not rooting for them. It's not because I want them out of wrestling. It's like sports. I want them to be traded to a different team. I want them to be waived. I want them to be cut so they can be picked up by another team that is better for them. Cam Newton this week is back in Charlotte. He is a square peg, and Charlotte is saying they have a square hole for him to fit in. If that's true, that's where he needs to be. Guys, flat out. Adam Cole, where NXT was going, and what they have available on the main roster in WWE, he wasn't going to fit in any of their holes. Therefore, he needed to take himself, he needed to take his peg and go away and put it somewhere else. And he did. He went to AEW, we're seeing him shine. So when I say more cuts are coming, no, it's not because I want people to lose their jobs. Although, there are people that are very good wrestlers that we either are not seeing or we're not seeing being put in the right hole for them to shine. And if they were allowed to be released and go elsewhere, then they will shine. And I'm going to use one example that I know is going to happen, and that is Blake Christensen. He was known in WWE, NXT, and 205 as Trey Baxter, or I thought he was more known in NXT as Core Jade's boyfriend. They did not use him correctly or appropriately. Guess what? He was shining on the independent circuit and in GCW. And on, I believe it's December 4th, this has come back. It may be December 3rd, but I think it's December 4th. You're going to see him shine in GCW again. And then on December 12th in Warrior Wrestling, you're going to see him definitely shine. And I think you need to be aware of that. Yes, he lost his job. Yes, he lost his job, you know, right as we're coming up on the holidays. But guess what? It is going to be better for him in the future. So this 25-man battle royal, I think about half of them need to be let go. Not for WWE's sake. Not because I want them to lose their jobs but because they need to be out of the contracts that they're in in order to shine and go elsewhere. And so I probably will be talking about that in a future episode, but I wanted to make my position very clear there. Now, we know that they are going to have the second titles going up against each other. That's the United States champion versus the Intercontinental champion. Why? 
Why? Because they've always done it that way? Well, actually, no, they haven't. But, because we're used to it, because they need another match, why do we have this? They didn't bother to build it. Tell me, when did you hear or see or, I don't know, anything? And I'm being serious. When have, in the last six months, you seen Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura interact? I mean, honestly. These two guys could hit it out of the park, and they may very well hit it out of the park today. And I'm being serious, because they know how to wrestle. They're both veterans, they're both experienced. A lot of people want to say, oh, Damian Priest is uh, new at this, and, and you've got to forgive him for doing that, or saying this, or that botcher, or uh, being too stiff here. Guys, hello, stop. Yes, Damien Priest may be a new character to you, but Punishment Martinez has been around forever. He is a true veteran wrestler that knows exactly what he's doing. Come on. Shinsuke Nakamura should not be new to you because he's been in the WWE forever, but before he was in WWE, he was one of the top ten wrestlers in the world. And was a superstar in Japan, and that's why there was a bidding war. These are two veteran wrestlers that could put on an excellent match tonight, but guess what? I don't care. I have told you guys before, if you want to tell me this is a wrestling match, just enjoy it, then I will. But see, WWE never tells me that. They tell me their storylines. They tell me I need to trust them on storylines. That this means something bigger. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I can tell you, Damian Priest versus Shinsuke doesn't mean crap to me tonight. There's no storyline. I kind of looked... There wasn't even a... Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Storyline between them when Shinsuke was in Japan or when Damien Priest was Punishment Martinez. 
There's nothing here. How are they going to make this interesting? I have no clue. Why they're putting this match on, I have no clue. This should be the kickoff match. Now, will Rick Boogs get involved? You know what? I almost don't care. I think he's a waste of time. He's a waste of airtime. Yes, I know Pat McAfee loves him. I don't care. I love Pat. And I agree with him about 90% of the time. But on this, I don't care. Shinsuke does not need a funny man by his side. But for some reason, the big four think he does. Guys, Shinsuke can handle his own. And he speaks English. Um, I don't want to watch this much. Even though, in my head, I know how good it can be. I have no desire to see it. I really don't. Now, are they going to surprise us? I sure hope so. I hope that somebody comes out there, challenges them, gets involved, pops up through the mat, parachutes down from the ceiling. I don't care. I hope something makes this make sense. Or they get involved to start something with someone. Make me care about this match. I don't think they will, and I don't think they can. So let's just go ahead and move on. Now, tag team. RK Bro versus the Uso- Usos. Um, they tried to make a story out of this. I don't know, last week? Week and a half? By... Trying to draw like a triangle from Xavier Woods and Roman Reigns to the Usos to the New Day and how Matt Riddle loves the New Day and respects them and wants to help them with the Usos, therefore dragging Randy Orton into it. That sounds like a big convoluted mess as I'm saying it and it is is there's nothing between these teams the Usos have had the belts what nine or eight or nine times um arcade I even hate calling them arcade bro um Randy Orton and Matt Riddle cause I hate Matt Riddle's bro crap um I love Randy Orton um, but, why are they concerned? They should have just billed this as, who's the best tag team in WWE? Let Randy Orton go off how he is the greatest of this generation, and everyone knows it, and now he has decided to concentrate on tag teams for now, and he's going to be part of the greatest one of those. And how he's going to drag Riddle along for the ride. And then the Upsos can talk about how they've always been a tag team. And how they are vying not for the greatest tag team of this generation. But the greatest tag team of ever. And that they're already in the top five. They're in the prime of their life. And they're ready to be number one. That would have been a more interesting build. 
having them get involved with the New Day doesn't ring true because Randy Orton would like nothing better than to beat Big E for the championship and he would like nothing better than to beat the garbage out of the New Day. He has no love for the New Day. He may respect them, but he does not have any love for them. So it doesn't ring true that he would go up against the Usos for that. And WWE is trying to make us buy this. I think this has the potential to be a good match, though. All four are very good wrestlers. I hope they're allowed to show that. However, we all know how Vince doesn't really seem real concerned or care a lot about tag team wrestling. So, what this is, I think this will be held after the men's and women's Survivor Series matches. And I think this has already been circled on Vince's little piece of paper. Because we all know he's not using a computer or his phone. But it's been circled on his little piece of paper as a cut match. It's probably scheduled for 20 minutes right now. But he knows if anything goes over in the schedule, he'll cut five minutes from it. He'll cut, you know, three more here and here. And so you may be looking at this tag team match only being like eight minutes. This is their cut match tonight because Vince doesn't enjoy tag team wrestling. Could be a good match, but I bet you it gets cut short. Now, let's talk women's Survivor Series match. What do we think of this match? I'll tell you what I think of it. It's SmackDown versus SmackDown. Yeah, I know. Some of you just went, say what? It is. Think about it. The Raw team, Bianca Belair, she came from SmackDown a month ago. Liv Morgan, from SmackDown a month ago. Carmella, from SmackDown a month ago. Zelena Vega, from SmackDown a month ago. The only person on Raw that has been on Raw regularly that we have cared about is Rhea Ripley. They have made it where people on Raw, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Selena Vega, they've been fighting for the last four to five months, and you want them to get along. Well, I don't. I want to see Carmella and Selena Vega beat the absolute tar out of Liv Morgan. Because remember, she's the number one contender to Becky's title. Therefore, if she gets the garbage beat out of her, then those two can prove they deserve a title match. Same thing with Bianca Belair. I want Dewdrop involved. Yes, I do. I want Dewdrop involved. I want her nailing Bianca Belair backstage. I want her maybe throwing her in a locker and locking her up. I want her out there clapping for her and Bianca being distracted like Sasha was with Reggie 
I want Bianca to do that same exact thing, and then I want it pointed out to her. Rhea Ripley, I want her. And Nikki Cross. I want Nikki back in people's heads. But anyway, I think Rhea Ripley should be the only one concerned with the SmackDown team. And I think she needs to be concentrating on Shayna Baszler. I think we need to see Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley in the last spot determining who wins this match. And I absolutely think it would be wonderful. We know we're going to get Sasha Banks and Shotsky playing around. How? I don't know. Sasha was up late thinking about that. I am 100% sure. I am 100% sure she has been thinking about this all week and has came up with creative ideas for all of them. And her and TJ Wilson have been texting on the phone and talking to each other all week long. Natty, Tony Storm, I don't know what they're going to be doing other than getting eliminated. I do, would love to see Natty do some kind of spot that will be teetotally memorable. I want to see Tony Storm succeed so bad I can't see straight. She is excellent. Have they already switched her character though? Because she's been the bad girl that everyone likes. Did you notice on Friday Night Smackdown they had changed her appearance? We didn't have rocker Tony Storm. There was no band-aid on her cheek. She looked like a diva. Is that who we're seeing today? You know what I want to see? I want to see Naomi and Aaliyah throw a fit. Because Aaliyah got kicked off and Naomi thinks that she should have been in it. What's the match I would rather see? Those two versus Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler. I want Sonya back in the ring. But if she is going to be the authority, yes, I did the finger quotes. If she's going to be that, then totally act it. And make Adam Pierce or someone bigger put Sonya in her place. Like Stephanie McMahon. Do I want to see Stephanie McMahon back on the TV all the time? No. But this is a big four event. They live near there, and Barclays is a big arena. If somebody's going to put Sonya in her place, it better be Stephanie McMahon. Who do I think wins this match? Honestly, I don't care. Should be SmackDown with their experience. Who will it be? Raw. And they will probably use Liv Morgan 
to win it. They should use Rhea Ripley. If SmackDown wins it, I want to see Shayna win it. Who will they probably use to win it? Shotsky or Tony Storm. Men's Survivors match. Same thing. Seth Rollins on Raw Team. Smackdown a month ago. Finn Balor. Raw Team. Smackdown a month ago. Uh, Kevin Owens. Smackdown a month ago. Come on. Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley rounded out to take on Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Baron Corbin, and Sheamus. Who should win this one? It's very close. (coughs) And I want to see this match for real. I want to see Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens go up against Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus. Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Xavier Woods, and Baron Corbin, their characters are garbage right now. They're building Austin Theory, but all the rest of them are garbage. Eliminate them and get them out of this match. Let's see a three-on-three Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Veterans versus veterans that have interacted and have their own issues, not only with people on the opposite team, but people with their own team. They can tell an excellent story with those six men. Will WWE? Ugh. Probably not. Who will WWE have win this? It's either going to be Raw and it's going to be Kevin Owens. Or it's going to be SmackDown and it's going to be Jeff Hardy. Why? Because they are pushing them. Why? Those two's contracts are coming up the fastest. They want Kevin Owens to stay. Kevin Owens is not staying. I might as well start calling him Kevin Steen. But they want him to stay. And they're willing to push him after not pushing him since December of last year. Remember the TLC match? He should have won because they screwed up and couldn't get Roman Reigns out of the handcuffs. They should have went with it. They should have made it reality-based. And called it and allowed Kevin Owens then. And put Roman Reigns as a heel. As the bad guy chasing him. That was showing up around every corner. And then took it right back off of him. But it would have been memorable. WWE would have done something reality based. They screwed that up. And... Kevin Owens basically disappeared. Now, all of a sudden, because they want him, and they want to prove that they can push him, guys, Kevin Owens already knows they can push him. But he also already knows they won't. Who do I think wins this? I think they have Raw win it. 
and I think they have Raw do it with Seth Rollins, who should win this, should be Sheamus or SmackDown, we'll have to wait and see. Then we have the championship, the men's championship, Roman Reigns versus Big E, who should win this? Honestly, I don't care. I don't care about this build. They haven't built it. Big E, a month ago, was on SmackDown. They didn't build it then. Yeah, they gave Big E the second title on SmackDown. But they made him fight with Apollo Crews for months. And no one really cared. You expect them all of a sudden because people went wild when he won his first championship to all of a sudden care that he's going up against Roman Reigns? Um, they're not. Everybody knows going into the night, Vince isn't going to let Roman Reigns lose. He hasn't lost in forever. They don't want him to lose. They want him to be bigger than life. The only problem with that, it makes it boring. So, in this match, it's not whether or not Roman wins, but how he wins. And do the Usos get involved? Does Xavier Woods get involved? Does Brock come out and get involved? I don't think Brock does. Because I think they don't want to pay him. He gets more if he shows up at a pay-per-view. He gets even more if it's one of the big four. This is a big four, and I don't think they pay him. Everybody's hoping The Rock shows up tonight. Um, guys... Get your heads out of the clouds. WrestleMania 38 in Dallas is not having The Rock. And I have been telling you that for six to eight months now. So, I think Roman Reigns wins. I think it will be by disqualification. Yes, I think Xavier Woods gets involved because I think... That's the storyline they're going to continue on SmackDown. Yes, I think the Usos get involved. Could I see Randy Orton getting involved? Yes, I very well could. To start Big E versus Randy Orton as the throwaway storyline for December. But this is Roman Reigns. The women's match, who I think will go on last, is Becky versus Charlotte. Oh, the one thing that I've wrote down that I want to clear up for all you Bailey fans, Bailey's not showing up tonight to wrestle. Yes, someone pointed out on her Instagram stories that disappear after 24 hours. Some of you took the screenshot. I know, I know, I've been sent it a couple different times. 
that she confirmed Survivor Series. Look at your screenshot again. She did not. She confirmed the Ultimate Survivor Series. Which is something they are showing on Peacock. It's basically the highlights of the greatest moments of Survivor Series from the past that you could put together to make an Ultimate Survivor Series card. Yes, she's going to be, I believe, interviewed on that. And one of her matches, I believe it's the cash-in, is going to be on there. Where she ended up cashing in later that night and winning the belt off of Charlotte Flair. Um, guys, update with Bailey. Bailey is still wearing a brace, still using a crutch, is walking some backwards on a treadmill, is walking forwards at rehab. Knowing Bailey is also walking some in at her place. She is not been cleared to run yet. She has not been cleared to jump yet. She has not been in a wrestling ring yet. She is not wrestling tonight. She will not be sliding in that ring and interfering with Becky and Charlotte tonight. There is too great of a possibility that she could possibly get re-injured. We do not want that, and she is at basically a little further than midpoint of her rehab. Why would you want her to get involved, possibly get hurt, and set her back? She's ahead of schedule right now. Do not wish that on her. Yes, she is confirmed for the ultimate Survivor Series. Now, Becky versus Charlotte. This has been a great build, and it's been due to both of them. Maybe with a little bit of help from Paul Heyman, and a lot probably of help with TJ Wilson. These two women are masters of throwing shots at each other. Do I think it's real? Guys, everything in wrestling has a little bit of reality in it or it doesn't look good. The old saying, though, is always think it's a work until it's proven that it's not. If we see them go completely stiff with each other, we see things happen that don't usually happen in WWE wrestling. And this looks like more of a GCW match. Then, you know what? I'll be the first one to come on uh, an episode about this match. And tell you it was a shoot. It was real. They absolutely hate each other. But until I see that. I'm going to go by the old saying. 
it's a work. It's always a work. But I do believe there's a little bit of reality in it. I hope we get to see a good 15 to 17 minutes of them putting on an excellent match. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, I think there are shenanigans. And by that, I think someone gets involved. Now, who does everybody say? Sasha. Well, yeah, that's the predictable, obvious choice. And if WWE wants to take the easy way out, that's exactly who they'll do. They'll have Sasha come out and try to waylay both of them in order to plant seeds that she could go for any of them. I've seen one or two people say Tony Storm. Yeah, I guess. I'm not going to rule it out. Haven't heard it. Haven't even considered that a possibility. What I have considered as a possibility, and to me, makes sense. That if anybody is going to get involved tonight, and how they should tell the story... They've said free agents can choose anywhere, right? And you guys want Bailey. Bailey's not ready. Bailey's not even rumored to be here in Brooklyn. You know who else is not in Brooklyn? That would be Alexa Bliss. But do you know who is rumored to be in Brooklyn? Today, that some of you have forgotten about, Asuka. Asuka was supposedly cleared. Asuka, who has issues with Charlotte. Remember Charlotte came back in December of last year to help Asuka with the tag team title belts? You remember Charlotte, who then turned on Asuka to take her championship? Yeah, that would be the Asuka-Charlotte thing that wasn't really situated because of Shayna kicking Asuka's tooth completely out of her head and giving her a concussion. WWE thinking she was cleared and allowing her to continue wrestling where she proceeded to get another concussion two to three weeks later. Asuka then got injured on another part of her body and has been off healing and rehabbing. It is also the same Asuka that in May of last year at Money in the Bank 1 and instead of being given a briefcase was given the briefcase with the belt in it from Becky Lynch so Asuka comes back tonight 
to help Becky and to get at Charlotte, start their feud because she is a free agent. And she announces for SmackDown tonight. And we see her Friday. And Tony Storm blows a gasket on Friday night. And all of you throw a fit tonight saying, What about Sasha? And WWE says, Sasha's going to work with the babies. The newbies. She's going to be put with Aaliyah. She's going to be put uh, against Tony Storm. She's going to be put against Shotsky. She's going to be put with all the newbies and train them like Bailey did last year with Bianca Belair in the same time period. Don't be shocked if you see Tony Storm win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm calling it too early. And yes, I may change my mind. Tony Storm, Royal Rumble, Oscar tonight. Those are my uh, predictions. Let's see how I do tonight. And I'll talk to you guys soon. And hopefully, I'll see at least some of you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more. For your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more (gasps) bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.